The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with Fee Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Mike Gibson with my good friend and colleague, Tim Henry, current president of Sky, here talking to you about the Sky updates on shock. Yes. Talk to us about that, Tim. So first of all, it's great to be here, Mike. It's, like, it's nice to actually be in person again. Right. So uh, yeah, we presented this morning a Sky shock classification update. And I think it's a really important uh, uh, step forward. So if ever, for all those out there, uh, about two and a half years ago, we first published the Sky Shock classification. And uh, the point was, uh, there's a lot of spectrum of cardiogenic shock, from borderline cardiogenic shock to you're doing CPR. Mm-hmm. And, and current registries and things didn't really distinguish between that very much. So the current uh, uh, classification is uh, class A, B, C, D, and E. But now is time for updates. And what's happened in the last two and a half years, there's been about 14 validation studies, retrospective and a couple prospective, that have actually validated the classification in terms of improving mortality. And we've also learned a lot. So uh, what we did is we put together a, a working group that include interventional cardiologists, heart failure specialists, emergency room physicians, um, critical care, uh, um, uh, CV surgeons, and to look at the, number one, look at all the validation and the registry data, and then make what we think are tangible, subtle improvements in it. For example, more detail on lactate. Mm. How much of a lactate, which stage does that put you in? We clarified the, there's a- Can I ask you a question, Tim? Yeah. How much variability is there between vendors and measuring lactate levels? Is the lactate at my hospital the same as the lactate at your hospital? Yeah. I mean, I know with a lot of different assays, there's quite a bit of variability. There is, and then there's also issues about lactate clearance mm. that are important too. So uh, I think what the more important part is we put general guidelines on if you're above two or if you're higher than that, um, but it is an issue. And this will still need to be continue to be refined as we're going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, another key one is uh, there is a cardiac arrest modifier. So we know that uh, patients who have cardiogenic shock and cardiac arrest have much higher than mortality of either one alone. Right. But it's important that the mod- if you get shocked once and you're normal mentally, that's not really a big risk. It's really the person who got shocked and has unknown neurologic recovery. Mm-hmm. So we've clarified f- a few of those, and I think it's a great document um, that we hope will be, uh, re- you know, we're waiting for. We'll have eight total societies that have signed on and have endorsed it. So we're waiting for a couple last societies to endorse it, and then it'll be published within the next month. Great. So we're excited about it. I think everyone should take a look at it. There's a lot of progress in cardiogenic shock, and I think this is the cl- sky shock classification helps clarify that. But we need a common language to communicate, yes. so we're talking apples to apples, oranges yeah. to oranges, and all these trials. Tim, congratulations on all the great work you're doing at Sky. Thanks for joining us today. It's always great to see you, Mike. You look great. You look great, too, Tim. Thanks. Thanks, all of you, for joining us here face-to-face at TCT 2021.